Paddle Ready Broadcast, believing what it says. <laughs> Welcome back to Battle Ready. Thank you for joining us on this nice Saturday evening um, of Labor Day weekend. We are going to be in Second Chronicles, and we're going to try really hard <coughs> excuse me, to get through a couple of chapters tonight, maybe even three. I imagine some of you have forgotten there even <laughs> is a book of Chronicles. We have been gone so long. <laughs> it's been it, three weeks. Sorry that we skipped podcasts because things in the family came up we had to take care of. But we are back. We are back. And thank and, you for yes. being patient with us and understanding and hopefully that. Hopefully you come back. We are reading it and believing what it says. So we're going to start in Second Chronicles chapter 18. I'm How sorry, I've been a joke. <coughs> Sorry, 17. That's all right. See, we're really hoping to get through 17, 18, and 19. We're fingers crossed. Well, it's all one man's story. So, so go ahead and introduce us to that, and we're glad you're with us. Get your Bibles out, get your pen and pencils, let's get started. We said we're discovering the man that God blesses and the life that God blesses, and, and where we see his grace fall and where we see his judgments fall. As we go through these kings in the line of David that are all telling us who we're looking for is Jesus Christ because none of them come close to what they're expected to be until you get to him who's never a disappointment. And where, mm -hmm. The Bible says if you trust in him, you'll never be ashamed. In other words, he always more than fulfills what he's supposed mm -hmm. to do. But all these other kings are teaching us things. And uh, we finished with Asa, who did a great job as king. I mean, the Bible says so, that he walked after God and his heart was before mm -hmm. him mature. And whole, right? Mm -hmm. But he did not end as well as he began. He got his feelings hurt in the Lord and when he was rebuked. And he ended not seeking God's help for a problem that the Bible tells us God would have helped him with. Mm -hmm. He had a physical health problem. It affected his feet. He, the Bible says God would have helped him, but he wouldn't ask. He didn't ask. Because he, he'd gotten... Mm -hmm. He'd gotten offended mm -hmm. in the Lord. But anyway. And we got to be careful because we do get offended sometimes in do. church work. And, and I've seen, it says that once you, my words, because I, I can't quote it exactly, but an offended brother is harder to win back than a city, fence city. Mm -hmm. Because it's true. Once you His have a relationship with God, with God and something happens that bumps you out of church or causes you to lose faith in God and church or yourself or yourself or you can't forgive yourself or just mm -hmm. anything like that it is hard to get that person back so hopefully but <clears throat> nevertheless our point with him was God said he did well he did well he did well, despite it and we want he did well. and we want those who might be listening that, that could be well. in that situation <clears throat> that God is he is just but he does want you back so so his son's name is Jehoshaphat. So mm -hmm. I wrote on top of my page, Jumping Jehoshaphat. I had to write that. <laughs> so Jehoshaphat is his name. And he, if anything, he even more than his father tries to walk in the steps mm -hmm. of David, mm -hmm. his ancestor. He tries to be a David-like mm -hmm. king. And you see that in the things he chooses to do. And in the first so. few verses of chapter 17, it says... Uh, Jehoshaphat, his son, reigned in his stead, strengthened himself against Israel, That's placed northern his forces. Kingdom. Verse 3 Again. says, And the Lord was with Jehoshaphat, because he walked in the first ways of his father David, and sought not unto Balaam, but sought to the Lord God of his father, and walked in his commandments, and not after the doings of Israel. So that's a big say. And if you're the first time with us, just that slight little information that you need. The nation is divided. Mm -hmm. The 12 tribes are divided. The 10 in the north and 2 in the Levites and some of Benjamin in the, in the south. The south is where Jehoshaphat is king. And that's where Jerusalem is. That's where the temple is. That's the most important part is mm -hmm. where the temple is to our story. And in the northern kingdom, they're following Baal worship. They're being mm -hmm. led astray. And they're king during the time of Jehoshaphat is Ahab. And you may not know who Ahab is, but I bet you've heard of his wife. I bet you've heard Jezebel, <laughs> right? And Jezebel yeah. is, she came, she is not in a, a citizen a of Israel. Phoenician She's not a Hebrew princess. descent. Mm -hmm. She is a Phoenician princess. She brings her religion with her and she established Baal worship in the Northern Kingdom. They've already been idol worshiping but up until this time, the idols that they used to worship, both in Bethel and I can't remember the other place, Dayton, Dayton they had two golden idols set up. But they were they believed in their heart that they were worshiping the God of Israel, but just in their own way that they'd come up with, with their own priests and their own ceremonies, and their own rites. God told them this was wrong. He sent prophets he to tell them that this is evil this is and wrong. wrong and they need to return to do it his way because the things 
about temple worship all represent something so much more important than just a religious ceremony. They're going to teach us about Christ. They're going to teach us who He is so we know Him when we see Him. Right? So uh, this is really important that they do it the way God commanded them to do, and they don't. And it's real important, too, to remember that back in the book of Kings, and I don't remember if it's first or second Kings, but it says that Ahab, the king of Israel, does more evil than all of the ones before him. Mm-hmm. He's not just mild-mannered and old Because now it's not just... with a wife that's bad. He is himself evil. Evil. And, he, and it says he does more evil than any of them before him. So but what's happened by this point, I think, is significant because it's not <laughs> just worshiping God in your own way now. That mm-hmm. compromise seemed reasonable to some seemed acceptable to some the reason the king in the northern kingdom did that was so that people would not return back to the temple realize the their sin and reunite and put the kingdoms back together that was he, the whole point that's why he had it done the way he did but what happens when you start compromising and you try to say here's what happens you say the word of god doesn't mean what it says it does mm-hmm. the word of god means what it says it does but but we're going to take it in this direction because things evolve and god <clears> yes <throat> god will be fine with that we're going to add to it our own thoughts. We're going to take away what offends us in God's word, and we're going to change it to fit what we want it to say. And the problem is exactly what happens here, that one compromise leads to a whole lot more. And eventually what you're worshiping isn't isn't God at all. It's not even your heart's intention anymore. You've replaced it with idols and gods that you control not that you submit your life to. See, and I want to clarify there's what a difference I just said. When I said it, the, their thought was, God will be okay with that because he'll understand what we're doing. But God is not okay with that. God is very, he, it says he's a very jealous God. He wants you doing what he told you to do. That's where we That's where we falter. My husband and Richie and I had a discussion that I never thought about until we started your talking. Your husband and Richie? My husband, Richie. My husband, Richie, (laughs) and I. (laughs) My husband, Richie, and I had a discussion that I, it just, like, you just triggered me the way that you said those words. He said that people will say they practice a religion. They practice a religion. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, there, there's that idea of, I'm a religious person. These are my practices. These are the things I do to be part of this religion or to be holy or to feel okay about mm-hmm. myself. I think that when you are practicing a religion, that's very different than I am submitting myself to God, the and God of the universe. I, I belong to him and he has given himself. He has given me access to him. Well, right. And, so and, that's a different thing than a practice. And the thing, and the thing when you get right down to it, our human nature I think the scripture says it best when it says we're stiff-necked, right? We don't want to bow our heads in submission to somebody else. And that's what God requires. Is Even though these, these idols they've set <clears throat> up, mm-hmm. they'll do all kinds they'll of sacrifice their babies mm-hmm. too. They'll sacrifice their money and wealth mm-hmm. too. But somehow they find that easier mm-hmm. than submitting themselves fully to a God who doesn't change and a God who always seeks to bless his own mm-hmm. right if they'll turn to him and trust and, him and has and that's it's interesting he hasn't changed what he what his commandments are he hasn't changed any of that he hasn't changed who he is he, he hasn't is changed who he, who he is but we like to change what we think he should be now right i know we're not going to go all of 17 because i really hope we go through all of 18 that's a good that's a good chapter but i just want to point out in 17 but we should say what he does because you seven, said it in 17 but. he says <clears throat> and in the third year of the, his reign, which is um, Jehoshaphat, mm-hmm. he sent he sent to his princes, even to all these people, to teach in the cities of Judah. And with them he sent the Levites, <clears throat> and with them the priests, and they taught in Judah. This is verse 9. I skipped the names. And they taught in Judah and had the book of the law of the Lord with them and went about throughout all the cities of Judah and taught the people. To me, that's important because when you think about the last time that was really done, how far back do you go? I go back to Moses in the mountain when they were he reads Solomon the did it too, though. Solomon did it a little bit, right? Solomon sent so him out. Remember, he so sent the Levites into mm-hmm. all the places to read the and, law. And remember, somewhere <coughs> in there, when we came across it, it said that after Saul, 
they tried to pick back up that hat because the teaching of the word or the teaching of the law had been Uh lost. And then you don't see it again until a few generations. I mean, you see it in another king, Josiah, I believe. And then you see it when they come back to rebuild the temple. But you don't think that's a big deal. You know what I think is funny? I think it is a very big deal. But then the very next sentence of the verses say, verse 10, And the fear of the Lord fell upon all the kingdoms of the lands that were round about Judah because they're going about reading what this law says. It changes everything. What God actually said to them. It changes everything. So what I think is interesting about that I have is, to say highlight no, highlight no. <laughs> what I think is inter- interesting about that to me is that we are such nerds that we love to go to seminars and learn new things. Mm-hmm. We love to go hear teachers talk about things. I like, do. I you, really do. You would buy a new notebook and a new pen. Every time. I love it. Right? <laughs> yes, I will. I will just sit there and soak it in because I want to know things that I didn't know before. One of the things I love to do for work, and I, hope, I, I apologize if my work people are listening, but I love when they have national meetings and we get to go hear what the new thing is i love that well this ain't that this ain't that (laughs) and let me tell you why this ain't that but i do love that so and you know this is true nadra had work people immediately quit listening because i'm about to dog everything that she just said (laughs) no i'm not saying it's not fun to go learn new things i've learned a lot of things that way going to seminars and hearing people teach Mm -hmm. this king decides that what his people need is to know the word of god and that's what our people that's what he says he said i believe that our kingdom will be improved not just by military weapons, which he does that. Which not just by garrisons, which, which he, he does, does that. that. But he said, I believe what they need is the word of God. And they need to know clearly what it says so they can live by it and change. Mm-hmm. And do what God would have them to do. And when he does, like you said, they are blessed all around them. People mm-hmm. are in all of them because of the change that's happened in this and kingdom. And he waxes great, Because the says. teaching. He the reason great. I say it's not that is because I began to think as I read this, I started thinking about, you know, if we were to implement this program today, wouldn't that be wonderful if the if the president of the united states would say what the nation needs is to know the word of god Mm -hmm. i guarantee you what you'd have people coming in they'd say seven ways to a better marriage 12 steps to walking with the lord 50 it's always a number Mm -hmm. 15 things you could do to have a positive impact on your community Mm -hmm. nine things (laughs) (laughs) and they're going to come up with their new way to do snazzy they're gonna have acronyms they're always acronyms (laughs) we're gonna have a word down the page act we're gonna you know achieve and you know we're always gonna have that and we're gonna spell it out instead apologize correct and thank you can have a (laughs) t-shirt yes you can go back with a pencil with it on it yes and a notebook that's what this that ain't that no that ain't that because i thought so what are they going to go teach he hires these teachers he gets Not these only teachers. Does he the teachers. Levites go Levites. with them. Mm-hmm. Levites go with them to do priestly duties and they need to do. Go with them. But it's not the Levites necessarily doing all the teaching. They taught in Judah and had the book of the law of the Lord. This, this is scholars. Mm-hmm. And what they're scholarly in is I know what the book says. Mm-hmm. What the word of God says. <laughs> I know yes. what the word of God says. Yeah. Because unlike today, everybody doesn't have their own copy. In my house right now, there's pro- I, I would, I'd be hard-pressed to guess the number of Bibles that are in my house mm-hmm. right Me now. Me too. Me too. And the abundant of wealth that that represents. Mm-hmm. Everybody didn't have the Word of God. Mm-hmm. But these men knew and studied. And two, <clears throat> excuse me, they didn't have the Holy Spirit indwelling like we do now. But they also But the had, Holy Spirit is always in His Word. And they always had right? to wait on somebody to tell them what it said. Well... They at least had to know. Mm-hmm. And if they don't for know. The, for the Holy Spirit to reveal it to them. <laughs> right. And to show them what it is because they at least had to know what it says. I doubt they'd ever heard the whole thing. I doubt Maybe going their whole life and I heard the whole thing. I, I because agree. you didn't, it, temple, going to temple wasn't, going to synagogue was a regular thing at some point. But going to temple might be a once a year thing. About sacrifice. And, about and, and you wouldn't hear the, the entire law when you went to the mm-hmm. temple. Not one you day. You would hear no. what, what your grandparents remembered and what your parents remembered and mm-hmm. you, what you'd had a contact with. And that's it. Mm-hmm. So you think about when these teachers go out. They're not teaching their program. Mm-mm. They're not teaching some self-help method that you're going to get in church today. Flat up. Flat it's not up, a series about how to be more confident. They're no. teaching the Word of God. That's all this they're doing. is what God said. They're teaching Genesis. 
to Deuteronomy. They're teaching the story of Joshua and Judges. Mm -hmm. They're they're teaching they're about their exactly history. what's they're happened. They're talking about how they got to where they are, and we were one kingdom, and now we're two. Right. But, but they're start. <clears throat> they're talking about. The Ten Commandments. Mm -hmm. They're talking about Noah. They're talking about. This and is, can't you imagine? This is how you, where you at came this time. From. It would be just like it is today, if they started talking about some things. I don't know what. Let's say. Um, Do you see the man on the street interviews that people try to have, and they'll say, "Now, who was the first president of the United States?" And they're like, Fred. Bob Ross. <laughs> You know what I mean? I mean, our nation is in this situation where, like, if you went out, we need teachers to go say, here's what the Bible says. We do. If you tried Nobody to tell really them about our Bob country. <laughs> I'm telling you. If you tried to ask people today Ross, about our history, how many people on the street do you think would be able to tell you an adequate, and it's about the same number of years that they've mm -hmm. been in Asia. That's true. And, and would, how many would you think would be able to tell you an <laughs> adequate history of the United States just on the street today or know how the Constitution was written and where they got their ideas and why they believed what they believed and they how, these, how these different bodies of government... Did you know, I'm a homeschool teacher, so I pick on everybody all the time and tell them things they don't want to know. But did you know that in, in like before 1880, we fundamentally changed a lot of things after that, but before 1880, if you, you couldn't graduate school without being able to recite the entire constitution mm -hmm. and the declaration of independence that was something you had to memorize everybody and people would hate that, that today because that's and just too knew much work. what was in it too much right? work they can't do that they're too lazy no i'm, I'm just saying we don't do that we don't. and they're in the same they're in the same situation they they may not know who they are at all until they in the lord until they hear it again mm -hmm. you, you know you guys were in egypt before mm -hmm. that hey you had a father, Abraham, and God mm -hmm. made him a promise. Mm -hmm. And that promise is still for you. Mm -hmm. And we're still you waiting know, on the Messiah to come. they're hearing for the mm -hmm. first time as they go out and teach and they send all these men mm -hmm. to every part of this kingdom. Do you feel like that sometimes when we, I mean, I know our little podcast isn't anything great and big, but all we do is read scripture and talk about what it says and believe what it says. Do you think people says. would be as hungry as these people were to hear the truth right now? Because I think they are. I think they're just as hungry. They're just as they just don't know what they don't know. Mm -hmm. Well, I can see, and that I don't part. mean about American but history. I, can, I mean about the word. But of I God. can see also that people once they heard that something they really enjoyed was sinful, they would have a problem with that, and then they'd start picking it apart. Well, you can't teach well, that, says, or you can't do that. But, but the fear fell. Fear fell, and the fear that it's not talking about like so they didn't go. It's out talking and teach about respect a, and awe of mm -hmm. God, and like oh my. Mm -hmm. I got it wrong. Mm -hmm. I got it wrong. And I've got things that I've got to fix. When the knowledge came, so did the ability to change. And so did the repentance come. And when they repented and God blessed, everybody around them was in and, and was sending tributes, sending gifts, sending, sending all these things to them. You find, mm -hmm. It says even the Philistines are paying tribute. And the mm -hmm. Arabians are sending flocks. And tributes usually and these are what their you send if you're... sworn enemies. And tributes usually what you send if you're under control. You're like, yeah, you're like, you guys are the power and authority in this region <clears throat> now. Because look how God is blessing you. Mm -hmm. It started under his father Asa. Mm -hmm. But when we educated the people. And they know what's going on. <laughs> if you, when, once you educated them and let them know God's word, not, not your great, wonderful opinion, mm -hmm. but the word of God. And not the public. It strengthened them. Preference. I can't say preference. But what the word of God this said. This is what it says. What are you going to do with it? And apparently, they did well. They did well. When they heard it at this and, point. And then don't forget, too, before we jump into chapter 18, don't forget that the last part of chapter 17 says they have 1,160,000 men that are ready valid. to fight. And, and I love to that, fight. too. That's another reason. I was Valor. Like, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I was going to say that was in homage to David, too. Mm -hmm. Because David was renowned for his mighties his and, mighties the, and the troops that mm -hmm. they led. And then here's his descendant going, I want some mighties of my own. I want my own. And he, he gets Jehohanan and Amasiah and mm -hmm. Benjamin of the tribe of Benjamin, Eliada and Jehoshaphat. I wrote these names down. Adna. And he said, these are my mighties. Mm -hmm. And now let's see if we've got valiant men of the Lord that are willing to go into these garrison cities, these defensed forts, mm -hmm. and protect and stand for God. Not all of them were soldiers all the time but they'd be able to be called up mm -hmm. to be soldiers and fight and like the strength of this nation mm -hmm. and the prosperity of this nation is growing and it's growing out of a knowledge of what God mm -hmm. is who mm -hmm. God is mm -hmm. right and who you are in light of who he is mm -hmm. 
And it's changed everything it's about It's changed the country. whole country, the whole southern kingdom. Everything's changed. But then let's go to verse, eight, verse 1 of chapter I 18. I wanted to hear you first read verse 12. I'm just <clears throat> Verse curious. 12, and Jehoshaphat waxed exceedingly <laughs> great. <laughs> I did it again! <laughs> no, you did it. I almost did it. Jehoshaphat <clears throat> waxed great exceedingly, and he yep. built in Judah castles and cities of store. I really wanted you to say he graxed wily. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. What she's all right. doing there? <laughs> she's making fun of my dyslexia, but it's okay. That's all right. So, verse one of chapter eighteen says, <laughs> "Dyslexia was a very serious word to throw on me there. It That's got right. very heavy all of a sudden." <laughs> okay, go ahead. Now, Jehoshaphat had riches. And honor, I like this phrase, in abundance, mm -hmm. and joined affinity <laughs> with Ahab. So part of that sentence is really good, and the other part of that sentence is really good. Wish you had a V8. Oh, I really do. What are you thinking? What in the world, Jehoshaphat? So when it says joined affinity with Ahab, that phrase doesn't just mean we're friends and we'll talk and we'll be Peace nice. treaty. It's it's a treat. It's an agreement. It's mm -hmm. kind of, someone called it's it uh, some kind of a, like a marriage agreement. It's kind of like a okay, listen, a complete understanding that we're in this together. And you can follow Jehoshaphat's train of thought. <laughs> okay, I'm not. Okay, I'm not there yet. Like my father Asa did, I've cut down the groves. I've gotten rid of the high places. Mm -hmm. I've I've started this educational program to bring them back to God. Solomon did that too, right? Mm -hmm. I've started this program to let them know what the Word of God says. Not only that, I, um, I'm strengthening our cities. our cities. I'm taking care of keeping their enemies under mm -hmm. and not attacking us. I'm making the safety of my people my priority. And then you can see, now this is not there, so don't this believe what you don't want to believe, but this is, I can, you can trace the thought. I've got established my mighties like David. I've done mm -hmm. these things like my ancestors. And David Now, the one problem we still have, mm -hmm. and it's even mentioned in the story of Asa, says he was not able to bring the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom back together. They still remain separate, right? Mm -hmm. He wasn't able to get them to do what they're supposed to do. There's a verse that's in his chapter that says the same thing. Jehoshaphat's thinking, I can do what they haven't done. I can bring us back together. At least have an affinity or a peace agreement between us so that we're working together. If I can't bring both nations under, at least we can work together as a team. Now, I got to stop here because always, application first, always mm -hmm. application first. What I see in this story, I think we're not kings and we're not drawing up battles. But we have been in this situation. Mm -hmm. We have been in a situation where someone has walked away from the Lord or someone has rebelled against God that we know, that we've been in fellowship with, that we've been in church with. That we love. And our heart is so much to just make it okay. I just want to fix it for you. I want to just bring you, I want to pretend it never happened. I want to bring you back in. Of course, we're supposed to love them. Of course, we, we forgive them. Of course, we treat them with respect and dignity. And, and we're not their judge. That's just a given. If We're not that. But there there's this, there's this tendency in the church when somebody's walking in open rebellion to the, uh, to the Lord that you just kind of want to make it better. Mm -hmm. So what you'll do is you they you don't they don't get to a place of repentance. They don't get it to a place where they've come back under the Lord or have any intention to. But you're just pretending that all those things don't exist. And we're going to act like it's always been. And we're going to buddy up with you. We're going to do business with you. We're going to fellowship with you. It doesn't work. It doesn't because work. You, because mm -hmm. as, as, much as much as I need as to witness like to, to them we'd like for that and to bring them in and extend, that person needs to turn mm -hmm. and repent. There mm -hmm. needs to be a relationship with God or otherwise what ends up happening is you get dragged away mm -hmm. and you get in a compromised position and you get into a place where you're struggling with your walk with the Lord. I know this sounds old-fashioned and unkind and the church doesn't talk about this today, but you are not to be unequally yoked. The Bible says in the New Testament, mm -hmm. and when it and talks about that, it's very, not just talking about an unequally yoked it situation. It is, but I don't think that only means saved and unsaved. Mm -hmm. No, sometimes that means Christians in rebellion and Christians who are trying to follow the Lord. Mm -hmm. Because what will happen is, I'm not saying that you cut these people off and you have nothing. I'm saying if you walk with people who are dragging you away from the Lord, you will find yourself farther removed than you realized in a very short amount of time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
And, Jehoshaphat's going to find and that. And remember, too, and I don't know how to say this the right way, so maybe you can help me or maybe just tell me it's altogether wrong. But there's a place where it says, you're the guardians, you're the watchmen. And mm-hmm. if you don't tell them and they die lost, that's kind of your, you're kind of in that this boat yourself a little bit. You're kind of responsible like for a, that. It does say that. But, but those people that step away because they're in open rebellion, you do want to love them. You do. And never stop praying you, for them. Right, never stop them, extending right. that to them. But it's not okay to just say, okay, well, I it's just fine. changed my mind. That's okay. It's Don't worry right. about it. I wish, and that's what we do. We try, we do that because we don't like the confrontation, and we don't like the way the the results or the consequences of what's ironic that stepping away about this move is the word of God that they just went all over the kingdom to teach. Doesn't say that. Mm-hmm. Said not to I'm have fellowship mm-hmm. with those that are serving idols, mm-hmm. those that are worshiping. And here idols. we are, and here he is going. I know, but. I want to do what my fathers couldn't get done. I want to do the restoring that needs to be done. And it has to be in God's will for us to be together. We're one family. Mm -hmm. This nation and that nation are one family. It has to be. Mm -hmm. At all all costs, what he prioritized was this idea of unity. And he even comes up with, and this is brilliant in in man's way of thinking, we have a common enemy, Syria. Mm -hmm. There's this city, Ramoth Gilead. It's right on our border and yours. Mm -hmm. It belongs to the northern kingdom. He says... I'm, I'm strong. I'm bulked up. I've got these garrisons. I've got all these men, this million mm-hmm. men, ready to be called up mm-hmm. army. He said, I could take that for the southern kingdom. No, I'm going to help you get your city back. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what he offers to King Ahab. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm going to help you take it back. We're going to work together, take back what belongs to you. And, right? so, and that's what he says that's here. Verse 2. Verse 2 says, and after certain years... So evidently, that's, that has been in place for a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. After certain years, he went down to Ahab to Samaria, and Ahab killed sheep and oxen for him in abundance and for the people that he had with him and persuaded him to go up with him to Ramoth Gilead. And Ahab, king of Israel, said unto Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, Wilt thou go with me to Ramoth Gilead? And he answered him, I am as thou art, and my people as thy people, and we will be with thee in the war. Now, now so do you getting, hear the state the statement though? My people will be like your people. It'll be like we're one, because that's what we're trying to be. That's it'll be like we're, so that you know that's his goal. It'll be like we're one, mm-hmm. but they're not. I can't one. be one. Now listen, I can't be in perfect unity with an unbeliever. Mm-mm. You can't. I can't. That doesn't mean I hate them. It doesn't mean I don't love them. It doesn't mean that I don't want them where they ought to be. But the truth is, when Christ said he'd separate mothers and fathers and children, what, what mm-hmm. he said, I, I didn't come. I came to separate. What's he talking about separate? Where your alliance number one is. Mm-hmm. If you are a follower of Christ, your number one priority is your relationship with God. Always. Above all things, I can be kind, I can be a friend, I can be good to you, but I can't be in unity with an unbeliever because we don't have the same master. Mm-mm. I can't be in unity with somebody in rebellion because I'm not in rebellion, I'm serving the king. Mm-hmm. There's going to be that bit of difference. There's going to be a division. Since the very beginning of time, and we're people that this. have put God first have been hated by the world. Jesus told his disciples, they hate you because they hated me first. And they're going to say, they're going to call you hateful when mm-hmm. you don't agree with them. They're going to call you unkind, intolerant. Mm-hmm. They're going to call you every name they can think. They're going to say the because world would be better without you. Jesus said because, they would say that. Because if I can make it your fault, then right. I don't have to change what I'm right. doing. But we're going to see a perfect example of that but here the church, in a minute. We are, but the church cannot fall into that trap of my first priority is unity. Unity is a priority. Unity is a good thing, but it's but not. But my first priority is the God that I love faithfulness. and faithfulness to his truth. And being able to, to stand it when someone doesn't like me. It's hard. Nobody likes to not be liked. You know, he prepared the church. Jesus spent chapter after chapter after chapter in the book of John preparing the church for persecution and for people to not like what you have to say. He said, he didn't say this might happen to you. He said, so this, this will happen, happen to you. Mm-hmm. And you know, clear back here in the Old Testament, we have the same situation. We have a king who's done so well 
And and we know he's done well, and his heart's right because the way the story ends, mm-hmm. right? Yes, it does. End it well. could have been much worse. Yes. Right. Yeah. We know that his heart is right with God because of what God does and in the story. And it says his heart is right with God. It does say that, but we have someone who is very, very wicked, desirous coming to be an next. alliance with someone who's in open rebellion, and Jehoshaphat can't give his faith to him. Mm-mm. But. And, and he can, and he can't make everything okay for Ahab. He no, can't do it. But he's but, but he'd he's, like to. But he's made an alliance where he thinks he can try. Where he thinks he can but try. But that but the back to it your original work. point that never works. Uh-uh. So let's see what he says. And and I love and this part this is this is comes under a lot of scrutiny, a lot of discussion. There's a lot of pieces to this that you probably can't explain one hundred percent, but let's go. Verse four. And Jehoshaphat said of unto the chapter? king of Israel, chapter eighteen. Okay. And Jehoshaphat said unto the king of Israel, Inquire, I pray thee, at the word of the Lord today. So at least he has still got the 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 so possibly at this point whatever Ahab to say. is we totally in God. Baal worship. Yeah, he's evil. But, more but evil Jehoshaphat than else. says to Ahab, "Let's ask the God, God what he thinks. What he thinks about this this plan." Verse five. Therefore, the king of Israel gathered together of prophets four hundred men, and said unto them, "Shall we go to Ramoth Gilead to battle, or shall I forbear?" Now, what kind of prophets do you think that Ahab has alive at this time? Well, Ahab doesn't have any true prophets. He's got, maybe got one. Right now, but, they're hiding in a cave right, by Isaiah. Right. They're being persecuted by Jezebel. Mm-hmm. That, that's what's going on. In his. So, if he has any prophets of Jehovah at all, besides the ones he has for Baal. These are yes men who've bowed themselves to this king and this queen who've allowed them to live. For their for their safety right? to be able to live. So yes. so he may have some, but what what kind of prophets are coming before him right now? And they you said, know? Go up, for God will deliver it into the king's hand. You are a great king, Ahab. God will give it to you. But Jehoshaphat said, Is there not here a prophet of the Lord besides that we might inquire of him? So <laughs> Jehoshaphat's that, feeling like, I, so that, I don't trust So what these that guys. does is that tells me that Jehoshaphat didn't feel like these were prophets of God. These were Baal prophets. These were the astrologers I don't know and how astronomers they could have been. over there. He doesn't, he doesn't, that tells right. me he doesn't have any. He's like, don't you have. And the king, and this is my favorite, and I told Laura before we started this, I always laugh at this, and it is not funny, but I always laugh at it. And the king of Israel said in Jehoshaphat, There is yet one man by whom we may inquire of the Lord. But I hate him. <laughs> but I hate him. For he never prophesies good unto me, but always evil. The same is Micaiah, the son of Imlay. And Jehoshaphat said, Let not the king say so. In other words, oh, come on. Ah, uh, it'll be all right. Let's ask him. Let's ask him. Now, mm-hmm. why does he always have something bad to say? Because Ahab is more wicked than anyone that's ever been there. So if he's going to represent the true God, he's not going to tell Ahab anything good. You know what? He's, I re- my little section here says, the prophet kings hate. <laughs> yeah. The prophet kings hate. If you will be the kind of, and when I say prophet, I always feel like I have to say this. A prophet is not just someone who foretells the future. That's, def- that's not his title. His title is uh, someone who speaks for God, mm-hmm. who speaks the word of God and for God, mm-hmm. what God would have them to know. Now, sometimes that includes telling you what's about to happen, but sometimes but that's just very, speaking for more, the Lord. There's less there's of more that than the other. you think. Yeah. And this man, Micaiah, he, he, when they ask him, he's going to tell, he actually hey, wait, is a prophet of God. I'm not going to say, he don't. actually is. So when he answers... He's not, it's not what he feels is, should happen to the king. It's, it's what, what God, God is saying to the king. king. <laughs> and if you're Ahab and if you, you've rejected everything about God, of course you're going to hate Micaiah. the prophet of God. There, there are certain preachers that are okay with everybody. Mm-hmm. There are preachers in our country today that everybody likes. Nobody's got a problem with them. That's because they don't say anything. They're, they're not speaking for God. They're not telling you what God's truth Because God's truth will cut. One will way or the cut. Other. Mm-hmm. God's truth will make you very uncomfortable. It'll make you repent. It'll make you and it'll bad. save your it'll soul. You but it's not what you want to hear. It's no. never what you want to hear. Right? Especially if you're living in rebellion mm-hmm. to God. It is not what you want to hear. 
I don't want to sit under a preacher who only tells me what I want to hear, who pulls his punches, who preaches because he knows somebody is sitting there that might not like that. Well, I won't say that then because they're actually dealing with that. I want to sit under a preacher who says, this is what God's Word says, mm-hmm. right? And this is what it says. And this is what it we means. Know, the Word doesn't have to take a back seat. The Word is the authority, right? Right, And it should be the authority, whether we understand it or we like it or not, we have to decide what we're going to do with that. It's probably better not to say this, but I'm going to say this. If you go to a church and the preacher never hurts your feelings, go to another church. Because mm-hmm. you have to move up. Because, yep. because he should hurt your feelings. Sometimes he shouldn't, you should, and it's the best thing and the kindest thing he's ever done for you. When he tells you what God says, mm-hmm. and you can move up and change. And you can do right? better. So back up here to that alliance. I can't have that alliance with a worldly person because Mm-mm. what I'm going to tell them to do, they're not going they're to not like. They're not going to like that. No they're not, matter they don't what, want to hear that. unless I compromise, because it's never their compromise. They're it's not our compromise. They've got their heels dug in. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, their back is turned to God. Their, their jaw, the Bible says, their neck is stiff. Mm-hmm. He describes that like that pulling resistance. Mm-hmm. And you're going to, and they don't want to hear what you have to say until God somehow moves in their heart and they can, they, they are, Sometimes it, they have to be broken. Sometimes something has to happen. But at any rate, that heart has to soften. They have to want to hear you. That doesn't mean you get to stop speaking. Mm-mm. You still have to say the truth. And that's why you're persecuted in this world. That's why you're not always the most popular person. Because you are going to say what the Word of God says and say, that's how I'm going to live. Mm-hmm. When everybody else says, what's wrong with you? Why are you trying to make everybody uncomfortable? Why are you trying to make me feel bad? Mm-hmm. Why are you always judging me? I'm not judging right? you. I'm not making you feel I'm bad. I'm not right? doing it at all. This is what God says, mm-hmm. and this is what you need to know. Right? Yep. And verse 8, And the king of Israel called for one of his officers and said, Fitch quick. <laughs> what? Fetch quickly yes. Micaiah, the son of Imlay. Go get him. And the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, the king. Now picture this, though. And the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, sat either of them on his throne, clothed in their robes. And they sat in a void place at the entering end of the gate of Samaria. And all the prophets prophesied around them. Can't you see that pre- big production? Yes. And Zedekiah, the son of... I bet it was beautiful. Had made, it was for the king, by the way. ...made him horns of iron and said, Thus saith the Lord, With these thou shalt push Syria until they be consumed. Can you see that fool with the horns on his head? I can. <laughs> and can't he's you? going, You're going to win. You're going to push them back. And all the prophets yeah. prophesied so, saying, Go up to Ramoth Gilead and prosper. This is a great for idea. For the Lord shall deliver it into the hand of the king. Now... This is a great this is, idea. This is what he's going to walk into, though. Yeah. They're sitting at the gate in their royalty with everybody around. There's praising and acting. You pomp and religious ceremony, oh, performance, mm-hmm. robes, mm-hmm. and gold, right. glitter. It's all, all right. nice. So, verse 12. And so, this messenger, I think, has a little bit of pity on Micaiah, though. And the messenger that went to call Micaiah spake to him, saying, Behold, the words of the prophets declare good to the king with one assent. So, they're all saying it's going to be good. Let thy words, therefore, I pray thee, be like one of theirs, and speak thou good. When you get there, shut your mouth. Everybody <laughs> says it's fine. So Go in there and tell the king it's fine. <laughs> it's Micaiah's not, like, uh, Micaiah says, I don't care if he dies as, or not. Okay, as, it's fine. As the Lord liveth, even what my God saith, that will yeah. I speak. Well, which is, he's better than the Which most. is the rule of a prophet, right? Because if a prophet was... When a prophet said something that didn't happen, they were supposed to kill him because he was a false prophet. They weren't. Mm-hmm. He wasn't supposed to make up his own stuff. Which meant they took speaking for the Lord really Very seriously. Serious. Yeah, we don't. No, People go. That's the true. Lord told me, yeah. and He never that's more true. told them than what they told. There's is what a man they, in the what they want. They, they they came up with an idea, and, and it sounded good to them. The Lord told me <laughs> if I had rocks in church. Do you know how many people would have got a rock to the noggin <laughs> because their prophecies did not come true, <coughs> right? And the Bible said stone them. <laughs> but I'm telling you, you can't go around stoning people today. But I'm saying we do not have the respect for God's word like that. If you go around saying the Lord told Watch me, you this. better be real sure Watch the this. Lord told you. Have you heard this one? The Lord told me that we have to buy that house right there. And then you don't buy that house. Well, why did you not buy that house? Here's well, how you never mess that, that up. What? Here's how you never mess that up. 
You never mess that up if you say what this says. Because I can say, the Lord told me. <laughs> and I'm, <coughs> I'm absolutely right. This is what the Bible says. But if I go around assuming my own ideas, the word of the Lord, I've got a serious problem. Yes. Right? So he says, whatever God tells me, I'll speak. Now, Sorry. he's kind of comical in the way he delivers this. And Micaiah says. said, as the Lord liveth, even what my God saith, that will I speak. But then he gets to verse 14. And I like Micaiah. He's kind of a good guy. And when he, Micaiah, was come to the king, the king said unto him, can't you just hear him? I know what he's going to say is going to be bad. Micaiah, shall we go up to Ramoth Gilead to battle or shall I forbear? And he said, Go ye up and prosper, and they shall be delivered into your hand. Or, he said, go ahead, go. It don't matter to me. <laughs> I'm betting on number two. <laughs> I I think he went, yeah, go on up there. <laughs> yeah, let's see what happens when you do that. And I do not think. No matter how he said it, the king understood immediately that he was being facetious. The king goes, see? And the king said <laughs> right? to him, how many times shall I tell thee that thou say nothing but the truth to me in the name of the Lord? I forgot to turn on my thing so I could see what people oh. had to say. That was it's really okay. bad. But anyway. But how many times do I have to tell you this stuff? How many times do I have to ask you to tell me? And he said, <clears throat> Here's okay. the truth. Okay. And then he said, I did see all Israel scattered upon the mountains as sheep that have no shepherd. And the Lord said, These have no master. Let them return, therefore, every man to his house in peace. Keep going. And the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, Didn't I tell you? He would not prophesy good unto me but evil. Of course, you made him tell the truth. Yeah, he did. But he knew it was wrong when he told him the first time everything everybody else had said. He knew that wasn't right. So he must have said it in some way to let him <clears throat> yeah, know he so wasn't serious. Know. <laughs> That's true. Right? <laughs> I'm not sure he would have been too arrogant or he might have been killed on the spot. Hey, uh, then again, he said, Therefore, hear the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting upon his throne. And all the host of heaven standing on his right and on his left. And the Lord said, Who shall entice Ahab, king of Israel, that he may go up and fall at Ramoth Gilead? And one spake, saying after this manner, and another saying after that manner. And there came out a spirit and stood before the Lord and said, I will entice him. And the Lord said, My words, how, but wherewith? And he said, I will go out and be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. And the Lord said, Thou shalt entice him, and thou shalt also prevail. Go out and do even so. Again, we, we I keep pausing for minor points, but there are spirits and there are sp the spirit. The spirit of God is not these spirits. These lying spirits that were permitted to give Ahab, in judgment of God, the message that Ahab already wanted to hear, were all these prophets performing these great and swelling religious ceremonies and their great and swelling robes and their great and swelling actions with the horns and all these things. They're, they, are, they are spiritual, mm -hmm. but they're the spirits of demons. Mm -hmm. they're, they're, they're telling him God is allowing judgment to fall on this man who's lived in rebellion to God and ruled in rebellion to God. More and he is, and the Bible says the that about us as well. It says, you can believe a lie and be damned. Mm -hmm. you will, you'll be enticed. It says, you know, it is very easy to be deceived by the evil in this world that God will allow. If you rebel and, allow, and that's what you choose, God will allow you to receive that message. Mm -hmm. He will allow you to be led in that direction. Micaiah said, that's what's happening here. Mm -hmm. You've got the spiritual counsel you asked for. You got the answer you chose. God allowed that to happen. But the truth is still the truth. No matter what you decide you want, rather believe, mm -hmm. the truth is the truth. You're going to be scattered. You're going to be killed. And that's what he says it, in verse 22. We're not even going into why he's going to be killed. He's, but if you want to read that, you can read that in the book Kings. of Kings. Mm -hmm. And find out about Naboth's vineyard and the judgment that was on Jezebel and Ahab that they is already, resulting in this mm -hmm. that's going to happen. That They've already been told by God the truth over and over. And even now, the grace of God is standing before Ahab to say. Come on, you could change your mind. The grace of God is standing here saying. Change Here I am. Mm -hmm. Here's the truth. Here's what's going to happen if you continue to walk in rebellion. And He's on the we are guilty of the that, very edge, crust, right? Mm -hmm. uh -huh. And He's on the edge of eternity at this point, mm -hmm. and God is still standing there with His man, saying, speaking the truth. Mm -hmm. And Ahab. and this is what and this is what Micaiah says. Now therefore, behold, the Lord hath put a lying spirit in the mouth of these thy prophets. And the Lord has spoken evil against thee. He already, already knows that. Already have been judged. He already knew that. 
But because he said to him, when he walked out and said, go ahead, go on, take it. It's, they all had said that. Maybe they've been all dancing around and running horns through the crowd. They've all been doing that. But judgment's been made. Mm -hmm. Right? Then Zedekiah, the son, the one with the horns, came near and smote him on the cheek, hit him, punched him in the mouth. That's what mm -hmm. he did. And said, which way went the spirit of the Lord for me to speak to you unto thee? And Micaiah said, Behold, thou shalt see on that day when thou shalt go into an inner chamber to hide thyself. Then the king of Israel said, Take him, take him Micaiah, and carry him back to Ammon, the governor of the city, and to Joash, the king's son, and say, Thus saith the king, Put this fellow in the prison, and feed him with bread of affliction and water of affliction until I return in peace. And what's his answer? He doesn't say, no, no, please don't send me. He says. Do, do, do you see the similarity between the reaction of that false priest, Puncha Micaiah, Micaiah, mm -hmm. however we start saying this word, and what happened when Jesus was mm -hmm. before the Sanhedrin? And yes. They say, smack Jesus across. They say, Prof, he's blindfolded. Prophesy, tell us who hit you. Mm -hmm. You think you're God. You think you hear from God. You think you have, mm -hmm. you are the son of God. Well, you tell us which one of us hit you. You know, this game they're playing. In. And that's what this prophet says to him. He says, you, you, a lying spirit came in. Which way did he go? Mm -hmm. You know, I'll punch him. Tell me which way he went. It's that same mockery mm -hmm. of those that are in league with Satan, those evil spirits that are tormenting this mm -hmm. prophet of God. It's, he's standing in that same place because it's always about Jesus, by the way. Every Old Testament saint that ever stood on the word of the Lord was painting a picture of who Christ is, that infallible mm -hmm. truth that he is. The, the prophet's not, he's not, but he's standing in a picture, standing before the enemy. You can, you mm -hmm. can see the parallel there mm -hmm. in what's happening, right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and Micaiah says, if you return in peace, then the Lord hasn't spoken by me. He said, I'm not worried about being wrong. That, that, that taunting, he's like, listen, it's all going to show up in the end. And, and when he tells him, where did that evil spirit go? He said, you'll know. When, when you're, you're when you, when it's your time to die, and you go to your secret chamber, mm -hmm. you want to know where the de demon's going to be right, right there, there with, with you, you. Mm -hmm. right there with you. Mm -hmm. and, he, and in other words, you're going to you're going you have pretended to be. But what he didn't do is God's what we man, do. But you're not. What he didn't do right? that we tend to do is when when they call our bluff, we back down. Right, and we have the answer. We have the right word. He isn't. He, he said, "I'm not worried about this being wrong." And he, you know, why he's, he's not, not worried about being worried wrong? About, because it's not from him. And this he, came from God. And he's not even worried about the bread of affliction and the water of affliction. He's not happy I'm, I'm about sure that. He, I'm sure. I cannot but imagine it, but how this man suffered. That's where it's not funny, because he said, "We're gonna we're gonna torture you until we return for, well, for daring return. to speak the truth." He said, "You ain't gonna return. We mm -hmm. don't know." What happens to this man mm -hmm. of God? I know he's in God's hand, but we don't know how long he suffered. We don't or how, know what death he may have been put under because of what he spoke when he spoke the truth to this man. Mm -hmm. But we do know that he didn't back down because he said, "This isn't my word. This I'm is what God says." What I said. Mm -hmm. There's no way you're coming home, mm -hmm. right? And and he says this that he ends, his, he ends his part of the story by saying, "Hearken, all ye people, listen. I'm telling you one more. Listen." He doesn't, he doesn't go out screaming and crying and begging for mercy. He mm -mm. says, pay attention. I'm telling you what yeah. this is going to be. Pretty serious stuff right there. I hate that for him. I never. I would like to hear where he comes out of this okay, but I don't hear We're not told more. what God does with Micaiah, <clears throat> but I know that God is always faithful to his people. And he'll take care and of he says somehow. That, he said that there are people, this is in the book of Hebrews, that Paul writes through the inspiration that of the Holy Spirit. That the world was not worthy of. And he's one of them. Mm -hmm. We're not worthy of him. Mm -hmm. People that will speak the truth when God asks them to speak the truth that will stand despite the consequences. And I wish, We're not worthy of I people. wish we didn't buckle so much when they call your bluff, when they puff up, when they get angry because it offends them and they accuse you of being the problem when it's not your problem. All you problem. are is a troublemaker. Don't you see this is a plan for peace? Don't you see this brings the nations together? Don't you see this is what God would want to do? He still has to speak the truth. Mm -hmm. 
And we still have to speak the truth. I wonder how Jehoshaphat feels right there. We're not told. We're not told. But he is a man of God. And he hears all this. And he's hearing this conversation. And he's about ready to go in battle and with this And he too knows that unholy obviously man. Ahab didn't really believe the other ones because when he said the same thing the other ones said, he egged him on to say more. And I know we're getting close to 10 minutes, and, and, and I would like to just talk about what has, happens in chapter 19. Go back, please, and read 17, 18, and 19. They're short chapters. But when we get to chapter 19, they, they go ahead with the battle. I feel like Jehoshaphat might have wanted to say, hey, why don't we call this off? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it doesn't say that. Well, it no. doesn't tell us that he do that. It says that they go ahead into battle, and they're going to go fight for this Ramoth Gilead territory that's under but, Assyria. But Jehoshaphat, <coughs> should have had, Jehoshaphat in all of this should have had so you many know, so many. He has so many things because so many the Ahab says, "You dress you you dress up like the king, and I'll see, be in normal clothes, and we'll go into battle." You, but you dress up here's so they can how the see reasoning the goes. I know that this person is not saved, but I am. So God's going to take care of me. I know this person I'm going into business with isn't. It doesn't know the Lord is not a Christian, but I'm a Christian, and I'll make sure everything's okay. I know that sometimes when people marry unbelievers that they have a hard time of it, but I know that I'm going to be okay because I'm, I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying faithful to God. I'm the exception to the rule. <clears throat> it's going to be okay. He doesn't back down from this plan because it's his plan. Mm-hmm. And he thinks it's a plan that's going to bring these people together. But he's had warning after warning All after warning. Kinds of warning. And you know what the next warning is? I'm just going to say it. The next warning is Ahab has a great idea. Ahab says, now, when we go into battle, we shouldn't both be dressed as kings. Mm-mm. You he dress says, up as a king. You I'll wear your kingly robes in the I'll battle. I'll hide. And I'll just wear like what a regular guy wears. Because I'll trick God. <laughs> Where is the light bulb, Jehoshaphat? Where is the light bulb that you are going to go in dressed like a king, and he's going to be disguised as a regular warrior? But at the king of Syria, and I don't know how Ahab knew this or had an inkling of this or if he had a spy to this fact, but the king of Syria had said, I'm not necessarily worried about killing every soldier on the field. We're killing the king. Mm-hmm. And so he dresses his friend. So his friend. As the king. Yeah. This person who's sticking his neck out for you, who is mighty, blessed by God, who has the garrisons, has the forces, has the troops, whose plan it is to help you out. He's some friend. You're <laughs> saying, now listen, Jehoshaphat's saying, I'm going to help this northern neighbor. Ahab's saying, if they kill Jehoshaphat, maybe I have both kingdoms. That's mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm in charge now. Mm-hmm. Right? That's how good a friend he's made. That's how good alliance that's, he's made. Yeah, that's as good as that marriage alliance gets. That's right? that thing where you think it, it applies to everybody but me. It's not going to cost me. But it is. But it is. But Jehoshaphat goes into battle. And God, they do come up around him, but they realize he's not the king. So God, it says... <clears throat> um, the Lord helped him, and God moved them to depart from him we in verse 32. Grace. Verse 32, it says, And it came to pass that when the captains of the chariots perceived that it was not the king of Israel, they turned back again from pursuing him. So even though he was target, they were coming after him. They intended to kill him. God was able to move them to depart because they realized he wasn't That's Ahab. the hand of God all mm-hmm. around him. Because yeah. he, sh- he could have been killed right there, should have been. If For God had intervened, a trick. He, mm-hmm. he deserved, that was dumb. That was all He's in the dumb. wrong place at the wrong time. Christians that are listening to me, have you ever been there? Mm-hmm. That you've made the wrong yes. agreement, you've made the wrong alliance, you got in the wrong place, and you thought, oh, no. And you knew that what was coming at you, you totally asked for. But the hand of God moved in. That's happened to me. Mm-hmm. Moved in and took care of the situation. And the grace of God was around you. You don't know how you made it out there alive. But God did it. And he took care of it. And he took care of it. That has happened in my life. Mm-hmm. That God, the hand of God has got me out of more stupid mm-hmm. situations yep. that I've gotten myself into than I can care to count. Yes. But all God watched us, out. All of us is that's true. I don't think that happens if Jeho- Jehoshaphat's heart's not right with God. Mm-mm. I don't. But then I have to say this. But they have killed. But here's the part that just makes me go. <laughs> so when God says something, it doesn't matter how mm. practical it sounds or what your plans are to get around it. It says in verse 33 of chapter 18, and a certain man, not even anybody of any importance, a, a certain soldier. man drew a bow at a venture, just out of a whim, 
shot an arrow, and smote the king of Israel between the joints of the harness. Therefore he said to his chariot, Turn thine hand that thou mayest carry me out of the host, for I am wounded. So Ahab, even though he tried very hard to get to blend in, to get uh, the other guy killed, Jehoshaphat killed, somebody randomly shoots an arrow with no purpose, and where does it hit him? Exactly where his armor is not. Mm-hmm so that he is wounded and the battle increases and the king of israel stayed up in his chariot and died right. at evening and died just he the did way not he said come he back would. he did not come and back. guess what happened to the soldiers they're scattered and the sh- and the soldiers scattered right <laughs> i can't say the soldiers scattered. and the soldiers scattered <laughs> just like he said they would and the mission is off just and like he said it would be, be. Mm-hmm. And, and guess who doesn't come back home the king ahab ahab doesn't make it back And Jehoshaphat, we're in verse 19 now. The king of Judah returned to his house in peace to Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. And Jehu, though, the son of Hananiah, the seer, went out to meet him and said to the king, Shouldest thou help the ungodly and love them that hate the Lord? No. (laughs) Therefore is wrath upon thee from before the Lord. In other words, it did not go unnoticed, Jehoshaphat, that you did this. Mm -mm. You should have been smarter than that. Nevertheless, verse 3, Nevertheless, thou art good things found in thee, in that thou hast taken away the groves out of the land and hast prepared thine heart to seek God. In other words, I want you to know you knew better. And what I like about him, as opposed to Asa, is when he's correct, Asa got a very similar correction Mm -hmm. for leaning on Egypt. Mm -hmm. And that's where he got offended at God and he died in that offended state. Mm -hmm. Jehoshaphat sets up more judges. Mm -hmm. You know what that is? People to tell us what the law says. He sets Mm -hmm. up more situations where they can hear the Mm -hmm. word of the Lord and know it. He ends as well as he began. And that's what it says. Following the Lord. Verse 4, I have to read that. It says, And Jehoshaphat dwelt at Jerusalem and he went out again through the people from Beersheba to Mount Ephraim and brought them back unto the Lord God of their fathers. And he set judges in the land throughout all the fenced cities of Judah, city by city, and said to the judges, Take heed what you do, for ye judge not for man, but for the Lord, who is with you in the the judgment. Of God. They're using the law mm-hmm. God gave them to judge right from wrong, to teach discernment, don't to be settle just, issues. Don't be just doing any old thing. And don't do Pay what attention. you think. Mm-hmm. Do what God says. I love this king. Mm-hmm. Wherefore, now I let the fear king. of the Lord be upon you. Take heed and do it. For there is no iniquity with the Lord our God, no res- nor respect of persons, nor taking of gifts. So not only does he set them up, he warns them very thoroughly this isn't about you. This is about what the Word of God says, and and you're supposed to act in that manner. Moreover, in Jerusalem did Jehoshaphat set of the Levites and of the priests and of the chiefs of the fathers of Israel for the judgment of the Lord for he, and for controversies when they returned to Jerusalem. And you he, don't have to read all of that. And he charged them, saying, Thou shalt do ye in the fear of the Lord faithfully and with a perfect heart. Perfect, whole, mm-hmm. mature, a manly heart. If you have to underline something, I would underline the last sentence of verse 11 of chapter 19 and say, mm-hmm. deal, deal courageously. courageously. And the Lord you know shall what? Be with How you. many times does God say, do not be afraid? Mm-hmm. Do not be afraid. Listen, I got you. Mm-hmm. Trust me. He's the only if you one stand who can on what us. I've told you, I've got you. Mm-hmm. And Jehoshaphat leaned into that instead of leaning away mm-hmm. in hurt feelings he leans into that i want god to show me i want god to help me now i'll be honest i want to have the courage to say there are I times when said. your feelings get hurt there's well, i'm times. not saying there's not i'm there's sure his were you don't think his feelings hurt. were hurt when they mm-hmm. almost kill him mm-hmm. and they're surrounding him but watch it watch, watch what the lord does and moves, moves him away mm-hmm. right and just moves him mm-hmm. back and he had that moment to say okay wait God warned me. I, I guarantee the the warnings, the warnings, the warnings. I should have seen. That. I should have seen this, this coming. I got myself into this mess, but His heart says, "I'm gonna take the courageous stance." The courageous stance is God means what He says, and I want to know it. Mm-hmm. I want to. I don't want you to soften it for me to make me feel good. Mm-hmm. I want to know it. 
right? Yeah. Tell me what's wrong mm -hmm. so I can fix it. I wish it. we had more church people that felt that way because church people don't like to be told what's wrong. And, and we have a fear of it because we, we think have, that means you're lost forever. Or that, if somebody tells you you're doing something wrong, well, then I must not even be a Christian. You take it to the extreme mm -hmm. end of the line instead of realizing what a gift it is to know for God to care enough to tell you so that you can fix your relationship with him. Right? That's a blessing. That is a blessing. And you wouldn't so, have thought we could have got through chap three chapters. We did it. But we did it. <laughs> we got all the way yeah, through. Yes. So the moral to this story is live courageously in the Word of God. And courageously means accepting what God's is. Word is what true. It says. Right? Accepting it is true. And letting it, whatever <clears throat> that means, has to get broken, busted, or rearranged. Okay. That's kind of how we... All right. That's how we picture this battle-ready program is we just believe what it says and there's a prophet that kings hate <laughs> but that prophet ought to be who the church of god loves mm -hmm. they ought to say thank you god for sending us someone who'll tell us the truth mm -hmm. and not just making it easy mm -hmm. so keep your bibles open keep studying in the word join us go or join your church tomorrow for sunday school and for service and stay battle ready we'll hopefully see you next time